Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. His name is Stevie Richards, and he has a conditioning and training program. Who wants a goddamn 40-minute opener that means nothing? You do? Well, we got plenty to spare here on Russo's brand, channelattitude.com. It's time for your tribal council with Big Stevie Cool and Exhibit B, Bin Hamid. It's time to smack down live. Yeah, pal. Hey, 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 pal. Yeah. We're back, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging with us here at channelattitude.com, your SmackDown Live review. And I'm back here with my guy in the blue, blue, blue World Order Studios. I'm telling. I'm telling on him. I'm going to tell on him. Assisted chin-ups? Nope. Nope. Not having any of that. And he even got down and goes, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have done that with a spine that's not fused. It's your favorite un fuse spine ecw superstar big stevie cool i'm telling well assisted pull-ups are definitely probably a lot safer than assisted suicide so i think i made the right <laughs> choice but i feel like i'm committing assisted suicide with the more wrestling i watch that's why i started the patreon based on wrestling I like <laughs> to fucking torture myself well you can't get out man because your technology addictions and your beautiful creative mind man of how to bring it all together and your uh ability or inability to stop writing magic emails for free product uh have put you into this position so it's all of your own doing I've really made a mess this time as Gene Oakley <laughs> that WCW segment. I made a mess myself. Uh, I miss being Gene. That was that that was my favorite time to be able to have a shtick with him. But I in all seriousness about that, it actually is like we went through certain things. I think people could tell, and I know Vince has definitely been going through that. You go through stuff watching all these shows and stuff, and of course, with our age and our eras. It's not like it used to be. It's always going to be that way going from generation to generation. But then, you know, I realized that I I do have a lot of knowledge and I've worked every single style, you know, that you could think of against every single opponent. And I just thought, why not, if I'm going to have to do it, why not put something positive and productive out there and even watch the stuff I want to watch and get excited about things there. And also, you know, maybe look at it like, yeah, maybe, maybe some of it is like, the same stuff that previous veterans told us in ECW and other stuff like that. So I think it's a, a very measured approach to these breakdowns and analysis. So I, I'm, I'm happy to be doing it. Oh, it's an absolute masterclass for anyone involved, especially the workers, if they're watching and can take any constructive criticism. It's never. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> it, it never, it never comes off as you browbeating is what my point is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you like they, they even get mad at me. So that's the, that's the yeah, case, well. no matter what the delivery is or how much sugar you put on top of it or mm. how measured or even in a way, like very logical about all these things sure. from all different viewpoints. It's a very emotional business. It's a very mm-hmm. sensitive business mm-hmm. at this point. And I'm, 
I'm finding that out. And it's fine. I mean, I don't get offended by that. What is what is the new YouTube channel? Because I know you're a little worried about strikes on uh, the main Stevie Richards uh, channel. So we started a new, a new YouTube channel. What's uh, what's the search on that one, buddy? Yeah, the, I just the very creative name of Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis. So, yeah, there you sure. go. So I couldn't think. Of, I have a thought of another one, but a couple of people said, well, how will they know what it is? They have to look mm-hmm. at that title and know, like Stevie Richards now, the main channel is Stevie Richards Fitness. So you know what you're getting. This is what that is. Uh, we already have about 150 subscribers. So after about three to four days, uh, cool. I'm going to upload shorts and other stuff. But but just don't worry. Patreon people were asking. I go, no, no. Patreon is still going to have exclusive finish breakdown analysis. And, of course, you're not going to get on YouTube a full match analysis and breakdown like I did on the initial one, which was the AWA world title match in Memphis, Tennessee, Jerry Lawler versus Bockwinkle, 1980. I just watched it. I just watched it. I watched it. I watched it. Aren't they? Say that again. Punches and the comeback. Every, you want to talk the craziest part is nine minutes and 35 seconds with cuts in there, by the way, for uh, commercials working a top wrist lock. And the back and forth and just how a heel stays on the hold, the baby face works up, almost gets there, and you take him back down. How many ways can we stay in it where he gives him the hip toss while he's in it? And all they do is eye for an eye on every move, tit for tat. I'm going to pin you, and you're going to do the press pin, and I'll go out of the ring. We'll come back in, do another falsy, and then on the next big one, I'll do that to you, and you fly out of the ring. Then we'll really get vicious on the outside after wrestling, 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 and bringing them not way down because they were in it when when he would fight back from that top wrist lock and then get put back into it. But it was it, all that was worked slow for ten minutes. So the final ten minutes, when it's a fucking slobber knocker, means so much more. If you're just slobber knocking each other for thirty minutes, well, then it doesn't mean shit. They really start at a slow pace and end in a furied. Pe- uh, almost a riot where Lawler has to take the belt, call an audible, even though it was a DQ finish and leave with the belt. So the people didn't rush and into the ring to fucking kill yeah. Bockwinkle. Yeah. And, and that wasn't even like that wasn't, I said it in the video, that wasn't the full dusty finish. The full dusty finish is two refs. First ref gets knocked down. Second ref comes in, actually counts three, raises the hand, gives the belt. First ref yanks the belt, and that that's where the riot would start. <laughs> but I would say this, too. The thing that impressed me more than that was, first of all, Bachwinkle's punches are incredible, especially those rabbit, like, stomach punches. Mm-hmm. But when they worked the hold, and I say worked the hold, and it wasn't a rest hold, Bachwinkle would – Every time he put Lawler back down from fighting from underneath, he he'd widen his stance. He'd lean in more. He, he'd, he'd do put, like a side with a leg claw, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'd claw the elbow on the top wrist lock mm-hmm. with the opposite hand. He'd put his top of his head into his tricep. Mm-hmm. So there was no wasted movement. They weren't just standing there. And I said it in the video and I say it again. If you haven't seen it, watch it, or you can go to Patreon and see the full breakdown of what we talked about. Um this was one of the most rounded, if not one of the most perfect, perfectly booked wrestling matches that I've ever seen. I can't disagree. I mean, and really, you say, oh, we didn't do nothing out there. For the first 10 minutes, you didn't. But everything Stevie's talking about of going from a claw to putting the head behind there for more leverage was just one little adjustment. Let's go 40 more seconds in this. Make one little adjustment, go 40 more seconds. And I... Even though uh, there's a massive conspiracy against me, which you can hear about on the Monday Locker Room and Patreon.com slash Tommy Media Group as well. Uh, when I was uh, on Garrett Holiday, I tried to do some of that. Even front chancery, I found I put my legs in that same wide athletic stance. I'm like, I should throw a knee here, something I usually don't do in the middle of the ring or work in the hold and getting him down from here to grind him back and forth. All that was because of that match that you you shared with me, man. And uh, I think uh, I could feel it in a couple times, not that I was working a top wrist lock for nine minutes, 30 seconds, although – I wouldn't mind trying to do that. This match I had too much business in, but uh, there was a couple things that I definitely tried to take from, from watching this match. And when I showed my students at UWE of you don't need high spot upon high spot, watch these guys work for 10 minutes slow because it all sets up the 10 minutes fast at the end. 
Yeah, and and the fans were with it. They they might not have been yeah. hopping every single second, but they were paying attention. Yep. And then when it, yeah, it came towards the end. I was like, oh, here comes the white heat. Here we go. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna, yeah. gonna be yep. interesting. And Nick Bockwinkel is an incredibly underrated, like uh, what what did I say? Proper heel. Oh, he yeah. was everything you would want to be, but he was still just such a heel and the way he can move and sell. And he was in an era of shooters and yeah. hookers, which were on a step above shooters. Yeah. So like, yeah damn man. right. Yeah. That's what Vince likes. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. And I mean, and watching that and then watching some of the stuff that you see happen with Roman Reigns and other people. And you're like, you can appreciate people that do that stuff. And you know, they're being taught by the wild mm-hmm. Samoans and people from that era to, to carry it into this. Absolutely. I tried to do, actually do uh, when fire up and I took a bunch of punches doing what Bachwinkle was on the register and, and slight sell as well, man, from that. So uh, uh, definitely a top by the way, proper, yeah. lower, fell down. Yeah. It's yeah. like a real fight. You're, you're so whacking the guy that you're just, yeah. to me, that was the most re- like such a, a nuance of realism that it's not all clean choreographed dance moves. Yeah. I think the only thing that they probably would have wanted to change is where the heat on the ref was at the end with the oh, DQ finish. DQ'd immediately. Yeah. I said yeah, that in the yeah, video. Yeah. That was, that was about the only thing I could take away from that. I'd be like, yeah, there's heat on the ref. He should have just punched him right in the fucking face and knocked the ref out too. After DQ. Yeah. Him. I, my, uh, my finish I would have done and I've done it before mm-hmm. is one of two things. Lawler should have been shoulder blocking him to give his upper body, you know, room. And either he reaches over and just fucking slugs the referee without Lawler knowing mm. it because his head's through the turnbuckle ropes. Right. Or what I've done, I did it with uh, Ken, An- Ken Anderson on an indie show. Ken just on the corner doing the same thing as Lawler. And I'm trying to cover up. I'm trying to cover up. I'm begging off. He just keeps hitting me. Then I say, ah, oh, fuck it. And uh, referee comes to check on me. I kick the referee in the stomach and get <laughs> DQ. Get DQ. That's but, good. But it's after I kind of like, I think I, I poked Ken or something when he turned around and I kicked the referee. He didn't know what was going on. So he still thought that there wasn't the end of the match. That's right. the part you see what I mean. Same as you. He's hitting the referee twice. If he would had a shoulder and he didn't see the referee get popped, he would just keep going to win the match. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I, I think it's, I actually got to talk to you about my final three count that we talked about <laughs> beforehand and, uh, and, and how some things went just to get your advice, but that's off camera. Cause it's a conspiracy and you might be involved in it. You might've given me the wrong advice and cost me. So I told you to retire from wrestling. You, you went yeah, to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to retire after this SmackDown TV because it, if Vince was like, Hameen, stop being so nice about Raw. This SmackDown pissed me <laughs> off, bro. It fucking got me mad, real mad, because we opened with a 40-minute segment, 40 minutes of the tribal uh, trial by fire council, and it's in the goddamn ring at MSG, bro. It couldn't have been any lazier, stupid, mailed in, when this should have been three in 40 minutes, they got next to no business done only to get to a nut shot. This should have been all pre-produced pre-taped and very, looked very much <laughs> looked very much like the end of survivor. When you're going to vote somebody off the tribal council with tiki torches, a bamboo bridge, uh, an Amazonian or, or home, you know, uh, Samoan, uh, jungle backdrop and it should have had all the players in it rikishi rocks mom afa sika tonga kid if he's still alive fucking uh whoever it is uh, uh, uh snooka's daughter uh naya jacks they all should have been there and one in in tribal family members we don't even know who aren't even involved in wrestling there should have been 15 of them there as well and we could have actually had we make movies, pal. The fuck you do? Because this should have been three five-minute segments throughout the show, acts one, two, and three, 
the setup, the the intro to players where you see all of the tribe coming in, a haka, the dancing warriors, the drum beat, then and and each side of a, a an actual courtroom, kangaroo courtroom of everybody in there, and then we go to break, do some wrestling, and then we revisit it later. Instead, it's forty minutes of fucking bullshit inside of a wrestling ring that made this this was the worst thing to do inside this great overarching story we've had for so long there's been a couple scenes that fell flat this is the low point for me right now in this off of something that was great this is the biggest miss i've seen in a long time I can't disagree with you. And uh, the fact that they did this in uh, MSG, like Philly and New York City are the two places where you don't want to put that out there to possibly die a slow death. Mm-hmm. If they, I, you know, I know sports fans hate action. They don't want action or any movement. God forbid right. they don't want LA Knight on the show because there was no time. That's what I was thinking when this was going on forever. I go, wait a minute. L.A. Knight did like a digital exclusive where he beat it. He got like the biggest pop of the night. They are doing everything they can to cool that guy off. And this this segment could have used because let me back up a second. The whole theme of the show, even though this 40 minutes was super, super overbooked and way too long and was booked in the totally wrong uh, environment, as you say, the wrong environment. It was still good. And the crowd being hot is going to be such a false positive. They think these are going to push the show forward at a good pace because everything else, I will say this about SmackDown and and I sense that maybe it's because everything's so bad on raw. It did seem like they were going from the, the arena to the arena without like big swabs of 15 minutes of backstage promos and sure packages and stuff like that they had way too many packages but at least stuff seemed to be in the building in in front of the people maybe that's what they were yeah thinking. and I, and but 40 minutes of watching a family fucking affair is like anything like this is too much and here's what else we missed on the opportunity to have paul Heyman in tidy whitey's locked in a bamboo cage so he couldn't have fucking he could have he could have been suspended in a bamboo cage over an alligator pit with both titles over his shoulders standing in his tidy whitey's isn't that a visual you want to see yeah i mean he could be right up there with the planes flying over texas that had the ecw paychecks <laughs> the I, fact I that know, we man. we could have done all that shit we did nothing bro we did nothing i i have no idea why like now are we at the point now where you're trying to kill time on a two-hour show well that i i read that this segment went pretty much like eight to ten minutes over as well Ooh. over time and because people were like what the fuck is killer cross <laughs> makes his entrance and you know when he comes through the rope and is supposed to do the big beauty shot behind his lady cut to commercial before that and then his match he went under cut short too so not only did we get all of our shit in that meant nothing based on the environment we were in and made it super phony we're we're cutting guys that we need to get over his time and hurting them completely in the moment that they get over in their entrance. And from what I heard, and I don't know if this is accurate or not, I believe it is that the LA night thing wasn't cut because of the 40 minute or going over eight minutes. That was before the SmackDown started. Right. It was just cut because of the, somebody's yeah, like, he's not the guy. You, you can't say that like, yeah, we cut We had to cut LA night because we want eight minutes over. No, you already, had him out there before the show even started. Now, is that a Vince Bruce thing? Because, uh, you know, game wanted him to come up as fucking LA night dummy. Yeah. And Vince turned him into, uh, uh, maximum male models. And now if somebody's cutting your shit, it is probably not going to be triple H. Right. So he's being used as a pawn in the greater back and forth power play at this time. Here's what the excuse they're going to use. They're going to say synergy and carousel and all these other words a lot. (laughs) But Hunter's going to go to his bullshit line, his number one bullshit line. Which one is that? Uh, the Indian cab driver said I was over. Yeah, New York City cab driver. <laughs> Don't put L.A. Knight on the show. No, he yeah. says now, 
I'm paraphrasing. I might get it completely accurate here. Hmm. The story, the story is still ongoing. The story oh, yeah, yeah. to be written. The story is yet to be told. Yeah, yeah. So basically, what they're saying is they're holding the talent down until they can say it's okay. Cody Rhodes should have pulled the trigger on the title at WrestleMania. Yep. Cody's been even with Brock. Brock is floundering in a mid card spot. They just had him run out and get his ass kicked by a guy half his size who had a broken arm. He should, they should just fight on his private jet, and then Cody gets kicked off and Brock takes off. That's what should happen. Just save the time of driving to the arena. I think um, they should be on the jet. They hit the door. It opens. Cody gets sucked out, touches his neck, turns into a jet plane, and flies away. So going back, going back to the um, – to the segment, though, yeah, I mean, Vince is, Vince is shoving Roman Reigns down. We're getting very dangerously close now to it really jumping the shark. And then Roman, for them to – it's weird. They're cheering him now. They're going to boo him because they don't want to see him. Then Vince is going to think he's a heel, so he's over. It's a very, very strange spot to yeah. be in right now. I, I did not like any of this, man. Um, because I was just like, how, how little – a little value. Uh, I give it uh, two crescent moons nice. and, a, and a black Saturnalia box. Uh, you uh, Uso recap to kick it off, because why not? Then we get the Usos open. Um, what does that say? Da- oh, they're the dance machines. The dance machines are back. Uh, if you weren't uh, ready for your Civil War dance, you ain't seen nothing until you've seen the court go to court dance. You know, everybody loves dancing. Michael Jackson, he had a great go-to-court dance. <laughs> um, we get Heyman Shtick, uh, Tribal Council Mike Throw, uh, stupid. Uh, then Roman enters. Uh, so super long just to get the intro to players done. Uh, I go, we should be building to this, not opening it. This should all be pre-taped. Uh, Survivor has a Tribal Council with white people uh oh yeah survivor has a more tribal feel when you have 10 white people up there than fucking actual natives here doing a tribal council thing i was like couldn't couldn't miss anymore at this point uh then we go to i'm gonna say something say something say something like it's genuine but roll that beautiful bean footage exhibit a calls for exhibit a in a pre-done fucking produced piece to get his point over, guess what? What was next after that? Exhibit B? There was no Exhibit B. So we just have Exhibit A, no rebuttal, no counter-propaganda. We just go, oh, we've got a court scene. We better have this because people know that. Judge Judy, Exhibit A is these fucking rent statements from my baby's daddy. Like, dude, it couldn't have been any more second-grade shitty written at this point. I was just so befuddled. It was real bad. Exhibit A. I love um, my favorite part was the standard iMovie uh, typewriter font for Exhibit A. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of money in there. They don't have a a, a custom font for the bloodline or the use. Get me courier new. Uh, Fucking (laughs) assholes. Uh, Then uh, Pepper Necklace comes down. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Though we're doing the pepper necklace spot. Like, this is fucking Lord of the Flies in the conch shell. If you've got it, then it's your turn to fucking speak. And if you're wearing the pepper necklace, well, aloha. It's the night Kimono Wanalea danced atop the ECW arena naked all over again. Fucking, uh, then we get, uh, shitty stomps on Roman from, from Jay. So they take, they take him out and they're stomping him. And it's like pitter pat stomps. Like, really, like, not laying shit in there whatsoever. So when we finally get to the violence, it's not that impressive. Solo comes in, spikes Jimmy, uh, and then Solo holds the pepper necklace. Will he put it on and become the magical tribal chief if you wear a pepper necklace? Um, Nope, he gives it back. (laughs) He says, I don't want this thing. Um, This is not good. Should all be filmed in the rainforest. 40 fucking minutes because we go to commercial and then we come back from commercial at minute 38 into 40 with a recap of everything we just watched again. So 
uh, like I said, should be three uh, pre-taped segments, 15 minutes total. I'll com- just walk onto the Survivor set and go do it. It's not that it's not difficult. Everyone is lazy, and it's because this stuff is written the week of. They can say there's a big plan that the story's going to be played out. If that was true, this would have been in the can three months ago to be all touched up. So uh, I, I was uh, a lot of top players here with minimum quality work. That's my money. That's what Vince would say. Anytime they want to put any money in the production or pre-tapes or Ugh. going on location. I wonder if Vince in 2023 uses like all these excuses like before, like, Hey, we want to go and like go out to like, even if they want to go to Polynesian resort and Disney, they have everything they need right there out on the, you know, by the yep. pool and yep. be like, no, no COVID. We can't do that. No, we're all <laughs> locked down. Like he still thinks everybody's locked down. Yeah. How about what would have been, uh, what I want to see too, just because in my own, not fantasies, I shouldn't say that, but uh, in my own where Paul Heyman is locked away in a uh, cage made out of bamboo in his underwear, that one of uh, Naya's cousins who is rotund, let's say, uh, if the one exists that way, she is eyeballing Paul the whole time and falls in love with him. And then Paul gets to get married into the family uh, or like, you know, like, uh, the, the chief wants him to marry his daughter. I would love to see that kind of stuff too. I thought you were going to do the spit roast like he's a pig and have him turn on. That was yeah, that was another one we, we as well. But we should definitely should have had a spit roasted pig in there as well. It all should have felt like a luau. So even after we have the tribal council, we see the tribe all together at the end, and then it could have broken down. It would have been comedy into a fight at the luau, not a food fight per se, but. You thought everything was worked out, but it's not going to be enough because when somebody goes to become the oh fuck, Mister Q, you are. And I am the head of the table. When somebody goes to sit at the head of the table, and I am the head of the table, that that's where the fight breaks out, right? Even after they go against them. What I would like to do is see Vince showing the Samoans how how to do their little dance, the haka. I yeah, but I also, yeah. also Vince would add in like obvious, you know, Vince racist shit into that and everything. Yeah. Which make it I would have liked to have seen all that, but then Vince is just in the, <laughs> he's in the the deep bush over there with Aborigine paint all over his face and a blowgun, and he shoots he shoots somebody in the titty with a fucking one of the girls, dog. obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and got her, and she just. Mm. And down she goes and drags her into can't, the woods. Can't sign an NDA if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was 40 minutes, Stevie. 40 minutes. It took uh, less time to talk about it than it actually happened. So yeah. you're welcome out there, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you have put the pepper necklace on, Stevie? I did. I thought it was either pepper necklace or guitar picks. That, that was my other pick. I knew, I I knew it wasn't flowers. I'm just mm-hmm. looking at it like, is that the new thing? Like he calls the next Vince. We were picking on Vince. Yeah. He picks on everybody anyway. The Vince calls the Mexicans pepper bellies and Samoans pepper necklaces. Pe- pepper necks, just pepper necks. Pepper necks. Get me pepper neck. And, uh, who we got tonight? Pepper belly versus pepper neck. I like. And then when we say, well, that's southern people are rednecks. Never heard of that. That was southern south rising again. Uh, then we go Seamus versus uh, Theory, and we get run-ins galore during this. Where um, I keep wanting to call them toxic attraction, but that's the girls. Who, who are the guys? Pretty deadly. Uh, pretty deadly. Pretty deadly runs in. Takes the big uh, club chumbawamba, club thumper uh, to the chest. Uh, they start to get back up and get over. Out comes the uh, rugby team uh, for the save. And I thought if, you know, if Teddy Long was here, let's make it a tag match player. I thought that was coming. was a shitty six. But probably because we ate up too much time with a fucking ridiculous 40-minute opener, uh, Austin Theory just goes over in a heel way instead on Sheamus. Uh, I didn't have a problem with it, I guess. I just thought for sure we were getting a shitty six out of this, but that'll be next week in the formula. You want a strange spot with uh, all, all the talent here, all the guys, including Pretty Deadly. What do you, they're just going to run in. We've already done this for about a month, and then you got the Theory and Sheamus. Really good match, but kind of like we're in that time of once you've seen it once, 
you got to yeah. really give me something different unless they're just buying time. I've heard rumors that uh, LA Knight might might win the title off of Theory at SummerSlam. That wouldn't be a bad choice, but no. but you're not putting the guy on TV right now. Is that, now, if you do it next week and put him in another dark, I know I'm, I'm, I'm hanging on the LA Knight thing, but you take him off TV two weeks in a row, you're definitely trying to slow him down. Yeah. What about Theory, though, taking the belt off him, even though people want to see a little win for L.A. Knight? What does that do for Theory? Because usually when you take a mid-card belt off a guy, he's either ready to go up to the top spot and fucking be in the contender's uh, story for that, or else you're kind of cooled off because we don't see you in that picture. Do you think they've got a, any game plan whatsoever if, if L.A. Knight's going over to elevate Theory off of that? And, and how do you do it? Where do you spin out with him? Well, based on what you said and what the rumors we all hear about what it's like back there, it's just that internal family struggle. And, and basically, maybe Theory doesn't even know if he even has a match or he's put over or doing the job until 4, 5, 6, 7 p.m. at night if he's lucky. That's what I, I see that. Like, what is this? Let's just, man, I wish these people would get their own ego, their own subjective viewpoints and just make their lives a million times easier by booking according to what's working. And if it moves, if it changes, you change it anyway, and you always change it for the worse when it's in your own mind. Just go according to what you're seeing, hearing, and feeling with these talents. It just sucks that they, like, they'll push LA Knight maybe in a couple months, or they're going to shut him down and then push him next year when they said they did it in control and the fans are going to, they're going to turn on everybody because of it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why they do that. Well, the secrets inside Cleopatra's egg, pal, until you crack it, you'll never know. Hmm. Uh, Oh yeah. Back in the other segment, uh, Roman uh, hit, hit the dude in the balls. That was great. Never saw it coming. Uh, the Grayson Waller effect up next with edge, man. Um, they set up Edge versus Grayson Waller for a main event later. I put big push for the kid, man. Uh, he, I thought he did really well in this segment, hanging with Edge. But, you know, uh, in the locker room, it's what everybody sees, not what they're saying. And pretty much three weeks, in the span of three weeks, uh, Grayson Waller gets the rub from John Cena and Edge. You know, that's, that's a pretty big uh, push forward of them saying, hey, can you hang with the top dogs? And if you even if you look like a rookie, let's just see uh, how you do in there. I thought he held his own, and I thought he did really great in the match later too. Um, but that could breed jealousy. I put uh, in big letters, new toy. Is this just a case of, hey, I got my new G.I. Joe Hollywood and fucking, you know, the Australian Hollywood stuntman guy. I can't remember what he was on G.I. Joe, but I'm sure you remember the guy I'm thinking of. Uh, but uh, like that's what it might feel like to me. And will Vince uh, make him the chosen one for right now until they cool him off like L.A. Knight or a, a theory? I'm, I'm thinking that would probably be the way things will go throughout the next four months. They have a big they have a big issue where I wish they would reverse what they do creatively. In other words, what they're doing now with L I'm here we go with LA Knight, but Grayson Waller is now starting to find his voice, find his cadence, find the chemistry in the ring where he needs to be comfortable in a big arena. He's yeah, easy exactly. been in a, in a yeah, close his, studio. His tone has come down because he was screaming a lot of words before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to get a little better with that. What I'm saying is like they will either leave you on cruise control, you get over on your own like an LA night, then they take control for the worse to shut it down so they can guide you, supposedly. Then when a Grayson Waller or anybody else, they're gonna kill her cross. They're gonna shove you out, out there and down people's throats for a certain number of weeks, and then it's cruise control and 50-50 booking and you lose everything. Then the talent gets blamed because you're not getting over the real creative and the real creative work. In my opinion, you know, better you wrote shows, the real creative work happens after they get over. Now you need to add layers to the character, layers to the storyline, take them in different directions, but they don't do that. Do you, do you notice that? There you go. 
hundred percent. No, everyone's just like, oh, they're established, but there's nothing. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing to sink your teeth in in chapter two. It's chapter one, story over. <laughs> okay. Well, you it's know, like it, if, if, you want to talk about Wick, the jealousy. Uh, John Wick's first movie, he got incredibly over, and everybody loved him. Then they said the next three movies, we're just going to roll the cameras and you do whatever you want. Yeah, go ahead, fuck around, <laughs> play with your dog. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, John Wick, we think in John Wick two, three, and four. Well, there's four of them, so you should get your ass handed to you in two of those movies all the time, and you're in the <laughs> hospital at the end of two of those movies. <laughs> then you go over on the other two. Isn't that essentially? You wake up from a you wake up from a coma. You wake up from a coma, but then you slip back into a coma, and that's the third movie. Is just you in a coma. We just stay one shot on there. Two hours. But the, but, but, but the coma has to be in the middle of the ring the whole time. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have we gotta have the hospital bed in the middle of the ring. That's yeah. exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, what do you think, Emma and Mad Cat Moss are thinking about this? Well, they made the 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 really smart choice to publicly announce that they're going to get married. So they Vince knows and the company knows. Hey, why don't you say you bought a house and a car while you're at it? They'll treat you better after that because when you're trapped there, they're always really much nicer after that. Yeah. No. All right, what happened to no, that? No, no. no I was just that? saying, I, I just keep thinking with all these people we list of like, you know, Killer Cross and shout out to K100, Killer Cross on K100 this week. That's, uh, I mean, you know, obviously he's Disco's, uh, one of Disco's most well-known trained uh, wrestlers, but for WWE to let, them go on a K100 is a big, it's a big deal. But I think because Conan also absolutely killed it at the Hall of Fame, that's all good, you know, good brother stuff there to to make that happen. Um, I have another think it, why you want them K100. Okay. Or they uh, look, if you want to go ahead now, I'll finish. Go ahead. Because they don't care about them. Mm. Mm. Well, that that goes into what I'm thinking too. When I see what what guys with millions upon millions of dollars written on them, even Mad Cat Moss, Baron Corbin, Killer Cross, uh, Elias, Austin Theory. <laughs> We're not getting anybody to where we need to to get even a dime off of them yet. Uh, and L.A. Knight as well. Get them right there. They want it. They want to give you money. They want him on Slurpee Cups. They want a T-shirt with an actual good catchphrase and graphic. They want fucking, you know, uh, product endorsement from him because he's entertaining and it's the same as shit as The Rock. But instead, we just keep spinning our fucking wheels in the mud. Nobody's getting over. We're not pushing anybody forward. And you'll just be put on the shelf as another great-bodied mid-carder who has talent, but, eh. You're not second generation, and we're going with these guys instead. So we just we just ripped up the script. So what we had for you in character development, don't worry about it. We'll get to it next week, and then we don't. And then uh, your girlfriend becomes your manager, and that's a fucking kiss of death. And <laughs> It's one of these fucking moves after another from guys who they've put in hundreds of thousands of dollars in their development, and they get nothing out of them. And it's not the guy's fault. The, the, or girl's fault. It's completely the management and the writing staff. You know who who could have been the heel equivalent of, uh, equivalent of an LA Knight if they didn't like hamstring them right from the gate? EC3. A hundred percent. Could have two top guys right there who had the Vince look bigger than life. Can talk. One's loved now. One would have been hated. But you had to have the condo. You had to have the red sippy cup. Looking in the mirror, bullshit for that guy. And and it's hurt that guy. I think I don't know the guy too well. I don't really talk to him, but I have to imagine it sticks with him. It it sticks right here, as Vince would say, in his craw. And they do such damage to talent that they can't recover from creatively. It's stupid. And then they blame the talent, like I said earlier. It really sucks. Hey, by the way, here's the excuse they give LA Knight, I bet you. I bet you any amount of money. They'll say, well, we don't want you in every single SmackDown or Raw or anything because if you go out there too many times or you're out there too long, then you're going to get stale and old and you're not going to be as over. Cue the 40-minute segment. Yeah. 40-minute <laughs> segment with the yeah. same guys. The same fucking dudes. Absolutely. Right, no. I think no. that's what they told him. And then, and then dude has to watch 
the exact opposite on the most overact in, yep. in wrestling right now. And it's the person crazy. who told him might not even be smartened up. The person who told him might be a uh, scapegoat who thought they were being told the truth to go run, tell that. And Young then writer. they're the one, you know, what's that? Young writer. Young writer is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then you can't go back and talk to game or fucking, uh, Vince, so you just have to stand there stone faced and fucking take it on the chin. How about this for a, an angle with all these uh, sexy muscle dummies uh, from Austin Theory, LA Knight, uh, EC3? What if we bring back Steph and she's just hanging out, but she keeps having to randomly by accident walking in on all these sexy guys changing? Steph becomes a little NDA uh, predator herself on the side and just, you know, looking for some new eye candy. Cause I figured the only other way to save some of those guys uh, like EC3 would have been to bring in um, Dixie, you know, so they're not going to do that. So why not have Steph be the one? How did you know that happened? <laughs> Cause I control the narrative. Nice. <laughs> oh, get me Dixie. Uh, let's see here, but the brand new toy thing with Grayson Waller, I, you've said it and outlined it before. I think that's exactly it. Vince got himself a new GI Joe. He's going to be the hero of his little play place. And, uh, then we'll find out what happens three months from now, if they can keep that up there. LA Dark Match Punk. Uh, bloodline recap infinity. They just keep going on 40 minutes and an opening recap. Wasn't enough. We got to get another one in because we've got no show apparently. Uh, then we get the opposite of recap. How can we, how can we do it to where? Because it's ridiculous at this point. So you're recapping what's already happened. Mm-hmm. Is there any way to move this along to actually show what's about to happen? <laughs> right. What's an outside? Like yeah. here's, you're here's what they were going to do. Get me. I don't want flash funk. I want flash forward. Let's get through this goddamn show, right? Like fucking here's what could possibly, if you would like this to happen, press one on your remote. Now, like choose your own adventure shit. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, AJ versus cross. Why I go, they just neutralize the heat. They have AJ go over on cross after cross. First they had AJ go over on cross. What a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Then Cross gets a rematch, and Cross was very, I don't want to say nervous, but you could see, like, he knew it was a big op, and sometimes sometimes the timing isn't there, and that's just the way it goes. And then they gave him a second chance, and he looked great with AJ in their second match. Probably Cross's best match on, on WWE. And then whatever happened here with the Tribal Council shit that cut their match, okay, it's going to happen. It's wrestling. But to have AJ go over clean on cross, I'm like, what the fuck, man? You got to build the heat on this guy to to go to get him over. Instead, they just neutralized all the heat in this segment. This isn't even 50-50 booking. This is just flatlining both guys, kind of. Yeah, and then this is their way they think. Hey, well, he'll do a job, but we'll give him a backstage promo and throw some glitch effects in there and some tarot cards, and he'll be instantly over again. That's what they're thinking. Um, I'm surprised his tarot. I'm surprised his tarot cards didn't show him the future that he was about to lose in a shitty match. That's what he can do instead of recaps. He can save us all by showing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Queen of Cups says that uh, the rental car place is going to fuck me over today. (laughs) You have the Queen of Forty, so there will be a forty-minute segment later on. Uh, Here's the thing, too. But speaking of flatline, I feel bad. Like I said in the backstage promo, uh, when when uh, AJ announced what, what what's her name again? Oh, my Korean's rusty, but I think it's crazy, which is Meechin. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think you're right on your Korean. Okay, good. okay you're good. known for your Korean. Yeah, I hang out there with Kim. <laughs> so I'm looking at the I'm looking at it and the backstage promo. Like I said afterwards, they were like, oh. Because they, they brought her on and nobody made a sound. Yeah, yeah. When she, like, shoot kicked or did whatever to Scarlet, or she she shoot, hit her, and then threw yeah. her into the barricade, they got quieter. <laughs> like, they were up for the whatever. She came, when she started to come around, they started to come down. I was like, oh. I mean, is it, the monitor's laughing. They're like, they're not making a fucking sound in the garden. Right. For the, Right. It sucks. 
because the garden wants cross and his hot, you know, muse. That could be it too, right? And now they turn on AJ or they don't react to AJ. But they're not going to be like, oh, AJ is a heel. Fuck that. No, we're saying he's a baby face. So again, we're just dumping more water on it, man. Ice water on it. Also, I think has a hamstring or some kind of uh, thigh injury. And he took a really ugly bump on the forearm. Did you notice that? Like, who did? Cross. I don't know if he had something. And see, see and when I'm looking at it, I, I look at all this stuff now really close. He took the forearm, but usually you do a slight jump, take the back bump, or you, mm-hmm. you take it and you flat bump hard, and then you and AJ come down together, and usually it's a big bounce. When he took it, he almost just collapsed. So I was like, is is this leg injury have also maybe sciatica? Mm, he, that, that's like, he avoided bumping on that side. And I might, I might do a video on it, just a speculation, but these little things, and of course, commentary, because he's a heel, we can't say he's hurt or working, but why can't you? My God. There's and if of- you got the OC and this guy's a big fucking killer, take his woman out. Why aren't the OC all, you know, dogpiling on them to take him out and down that way? Well, they're counting those huge guarantees that uh, AJ got him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. Uh, they would get even less of it. No offense against those guys because I've been there. They would get no reaction either. This this whole group thing, give it, give it to AJ for helping out his friends or people he cares about. But AJ has probably about maybe 20% of the appeal he had as a singles. He should be in the main event picture right now. They're just trying to still revive that stupid bullet club bullshit that they never got over and they can rename it the OC and the elite or whatever, but it was bullet club and nobody ever really fucking pushed it out of the Indies to where it should have been in the mainstream or they're not even making the Scott Hall, Kevin Nash references to the guys on the other show that fucking they would do to Sean and triple H while they were on WCW that is their whole fucking game. If they're the inside click of the fucking cool guys, then you need to fucking be what's up, Maddie and Nikki, you know what I mean? Or whatever the fuck's going on over there. Well, the bullet club worked because they were anti-establishment, anti-company, anti, and that's why I worked on the Indies in Japan because it was truly underground. The problem with being underground is that the casual fan will never know about you. <laughs> so they're doing OC but nobody knows because they're assuming, well, you're not a tape trader masturbator, as Ben Hameen would say. I never said it. Oh, but uh, you're, you're not one of those guys. Well, you're an idiot. Like, you're you're just an idiot. Kind of like what we can talk about on Master Shoe, what Matt Hardy said and about certain Cornette sure. fans and everything. Sure. It's whatever yeah. it is, man. I'll play with your IWGPP, pal. Get in here. <laughs> it, it's funny, too, and I want to go off too much on a tangent. This is this is just like the country and the world right now. This is not the time for people within wrestling locker rooms to at least be authentically divisive. You can yeah. you can put the facade up that there's a war, but there's not enough ratings to go around to be this divisive, right? No. Everybody thinks that this is their they're at the top uh doing those right to censor numbers. They absolutely are. I was also thinking before it slips out of my mind, we've had uh, you know, right to censor uh Stevie, we've had Dr. Stevie. I'd like um, could we get Professor Stevie with these videos of the review breakdown? I'd like to see right, bow tie bow yeah. tie and, and nice shirt, maybe. Uh you know what I, I don't mean? Want to be and like the vaccine go- propaganda doctor with the, the well, that's what exactly what I was going for. Oh, I was going you? for oh. I well, do have a good comment, actually. Well, as you said, the OC is anti this and anti that. Are they anti? Get vaccinated. I don't know. Oh, oh see? <laughs> you can't. I'm getting so fast now that they're worse. <laughs> you know, my mind's not fused. My reflexes are. <laughs> uh, hey, by good. the way, I just have to say this all the time. We, all those people there are that talented. They should be, at least, to be on that show to be in that company. So I don't understand this disconnect where they blame the wrestlers for not being more creative, blame the wrestlers for not having better promos. These, these things are literally regurgitated words off of a paper. You can only do so much if the person is not writing in an authentic, realistic volume turned up to 11 
for a character that already exists within the talent. And as the talent, you should be able to deliver it in 15 different ways. Even if it is completely scripted, you should be able to recraft it. I, yourself. I agree, but I think you try to do it 15 different ways and they, they wear you down. So you only do it that one way they want. Oh yeah, no, you're, I definitely agree with that, but I'd start with my own way before they got there. <laughs> uh, then we get Oscar EST and Charlotte and, uh, Ding dong. uh, damage control. Uh, they're in the house. They kick the shit out of each other here in this little heater segment of running upon running upon running. I don't know what the Charlotte flair figure skating outfits are about. They're distracting. Are women running around in leotards and, and stockings now? Is this something I'm missing? That fight? Well, and, you know, from the, from not a close-up, from a long, like hard camera, from a, a distance. Yeah. It looks like it's story time hour when, when she ran out. It does, yeah, it does. Right, Pretty all. princess for the save or whatever the fuck, you know? I don't know, man. No, uh, Rachel Levine, our, our assistant oh, call secretary for the oh, save. Got, gotcha, That's gotcha. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. And EST, they're talking about turning her heel. There's no inciting incident. She's just getting heel heat and punches on people. There's no character change whatsoever. We're still doing the same shit. Asuka, uh, I'm not sure what the mom jeans and stuff are about, where we're going with that kind of weird thing. Like pink pants and a button-down shirt. It just doesn't – none of it seems superstar to me. It seems all very weird. Uh, and then Hallmark. She's like a big fan, I guess, of Hallmark Christmas or Christmas in July or something. Because <laughs> it's – yeah, it's very much like you have painted face like a, like the the grudge. Yes, yeah, yeah, whatever, like, yeah. And you're wearing Grayson Waller's friggin' Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah, and- yeah, dude. It's, it's very, um, you know, and I don't know about her and I'm a, I'm a fan of the kind of Chan channel because you get to see her. Sometimes she seems sad lately too. Like it used to be like, she was very excited to go around the world. And a lot of things seem very melancholy on that channel now. And, um, I don't know what she identifies as for, you know, in any community, if she's straight or part of the alphabet community, but to me, based on <laughs> the stage mom or not stage moms, the the stage women I've grown up with, that that seems like a very much more uh, I don't want to say masculine approach. I don't know. I guess maybe she's feeling more comfortable with herself and doesn't need to feel like I need to be sexy and have my crotch out. And it seems more like a uh, high school art teacher. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Okay. Like that that's the vibe I'm kind of getting with that shit with the Hawaiian shirt button down pink mom pants. Everybody take out your plasticine today. We're going to be doing some uh sculpting David. I've already started on my shirt, so just follow the pattern I have here. <laughs> yeah. Are you saying are you kind of inferring that she may buy the new Honda element when it comes to <laughs> She's, she okay. could be a super she could be a Subaru driver, is what okay, I'm saying. I don't <laughs> edge versus waller uh great for both guys man uh edge needed a win uh because his last match where he tried to do this didn't kind of come off for him and you could see his frustration of what he was trying to do was it with dominic or no i can't remember who his last one was where he tried to give it was dominic it it just didn't work too well of how he wanted it it wasn't terrible but you could see like ah, we had the vision and we didn't kind of get there I think this got there to him. Sometimes I've had, I had plenty of shitty matches, <laughs> lots more than I probably had good ones. Uh, but uh, when I have a good one after a bad one, you need that bounce back to get your confidence because you're kind of going into it like, fuck, I just need to make this simpler for myself or do the business. And I felt like Edge got that here. And uh, for Grayson Waller to be in the ring in three weeks, with going from NXT to John Cena to Edge, that's a, that's a wrestler's dream come true, bro. Like five years ago, he's working fucking indies in Australia. And now he's working the main event with edge. That's, that's a great, great up for that kid, man. You can't, I can't throw any shade that way. My only question is that after he does all this, are you going to launch him up? Are you going to put him in the mix or is he going to go like everyone else goes after they have Cena edge, other ones, and just kind of, 
go back to mid card because oh you're instantly over we don't have to do anything for you anymore i think he's i think he's they just look at him and go he's our next miz so he'll be world champ eventually but he'll still just be the ryan seacrest heel he's always just going to be he's going to be stale before he even gets over because the it's going to be the same kind of tired act i want to say this and i am going to do a video on this the finish and the way edge did the spear where he drove down I think that's a new way to do the spear. If he can run and do it, that's great. But if someone runs into him and he kind of picks them up, runs, and then drives them down. Almost like an Arn Anderson spine buster exactly. without the, yeah. the way the way the way they booked that finish was different enough and Edge's reaction after he hit it, like like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it was good. It was a good match. That finish was unique and it might have gave him another way to go into that sphere. You know, to make it go out of nowhere. What a be yeah. No, I thought it was really great, man. It was definitely the highlight of the show and a, and a lot of things that really had me scratching my head and, and angry at the choices. But uh, good, great for both guys, the the young upstart and the exactly what every veteran really wants to do if you're there to get your moment and have a good match and right off in the sunset. But also your, your heart's really in it. Let me shine and help get guys over who are young and I'm passing the – the torch to he got all that business done in here so when you go home to bed as a performer that night you can really put your head on your pillow going okay we did a little something right here tonight so well but when you're making the kind of money that edge is making of course you're going to try hard (laughs) (laughs) maybe Uh, he works hard so maybe then i right from that where i'm happy i get instantly pissed off because fucking michael cole stooges off the return of jay uso Hey, he's back in the building. Do we get to see him pull up? Nope. No show, don't tell whatsoever. It's just not like, hey, tell him, tell him on the mic that Jay's back. So don't don't leave and tune out for the uh, the final quarter hour. Like that's what it felt like to me. That kind of call. Instead of wrapping up the show, Roman and and Paulie and Solo are leaving, and in should have come the ambulance at ninety miles an hour and smashed into the side of their fucking SUV, and we leave on a big. Holy fuck! And Jay gets out, even stumbling that he went on a kamikaze mission with the ambulance. Instead, we we get none of that. We get no car crash. It's Michael Cole telling you that he's back in the building, and we go to the green room of Roman to fucking stooge it off. Oh, oh big deal. Who gives a fuck? It couldn't have been any worse having Michael Cole say that fucking Jay is back from the hospital, dude. It was such a miss. Such a miss. Um, but then Roman, uh, examines his pepper necklace. So that was exciting. <laughs> Tribal chief take two. Uh, we get uh, Jay with a chair shot, uh, laying everybody out. He's going crazy in the ring instead of why do we have to go back in the ring? Why wouldn't this fight start in the fucking back and work its way all the way out into the arena again? We're back in the ring to do some bullshit that's all set up. Uh, I, I know you're pissed at me, but wait till I get out there and do it and make sure we hit music and all that bullshit. But we, they went home three minutes early, four minutes early here, Stevie, which is very interesting to me because we went allegedly uh, 10 minutes over in the 40-minute opener, cut crosses time, and who knows who else's time, L.A. Knights possibly, and then we go home three minutes early this is not sticking to a format. This is flying, flying loose by the seat of your pants and fucking making calls on the fly. And that to me means whenever you say the story's not done being told yet, that's because the story hasn't been written yet. <laughs> and you can use those excuses. Hmm. But what I'm seeing with three minutes, go home. I just could, I dude at OVW alone. And they, they were just busting our balls, probably half of it. But Danny paid for the time. If we went home 30 seconds early, we could fill with a fucking little commercial. Okay. If we went five seconds over, Danny would lose his fucking mind on us, bro. Of like, hit the times, hit the times, da, da, da. So that was all to get us conditioned up here for WWE going home four minutes early. That's brutal right there. I wonder if they have somebody new in Gorilla that's uh, in charge of the times because that's a hard job to do. You did it pretty well, allegedly, during the consulting era. Yeah, we did. I heard that rumor. 
<laughs> I went, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I at that point. I, rem- I, re- I remember when, when we were allegedly doing that and you were like, I'm going to start paying attention to the times and writing those in there for Chris as well. That's been like the last three or four episodes, your segment in there of here's where it is and why it's important and why it breaks down that this is ex- the exact reason why you need that. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's a job I don't, I wouldn't want as a former talent because you have to worry about everybody. And then you have to scramble and you got to worry about the old man changing things. And then you got to time it. It's tough. So you might be right there, but going home early is better than going home late. Because, Like you said, you don't think Fox and Vince and everybody, if you go three minutes over, oh, yeah, you're you're dead. But the, the thing is, you should be sticking the landing either way, over or under at that point. What do you think about my rant on uh, no dogs of war? Uh, on no uh, action sequence with the ambulance and just doing that after they take him out. They should have come back in hot in a stone, a very stone cold McMahon kind of way. Yeah, he should have came back at the very end. Roman should have came back and said he took care of them. And maybe I am looking to recruit a new bloodline or whatever. And here comes the ambulance backed up into the arena and Jay comes out and they go. Yeah. Yep. So I would have even liked it as they they're leaving cocky that exhibit a wasn't enough to convict him of whatever tribal <laughs> genocide or whatever the fuck. And they're in the truck leaving. And the last thing we see is an ambulance come in and fucking blast it at 60 miles an hour. And you know, next week we open the show with an overturned SUV, smoke coming up, a smashed-in ambulance, all the shit that we didn't get to see here. They have, they have Roman and Solo, right, when they were in the truck? Yeah. Oh, so Roman and Solo are going to come out going, dance, dance, <laughs> dance. dance. Uh, vehicular homicide dance, y'all. Come on, <laughs> check out my peppers. Yeah, yeah we're, we, we're an ICU all week. Yeah. <laughs> Do the ICU dance. Uh, fuck. They do the scarn from the scarn. Yeah, scarn. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, seriously, like, why not? The Usos are dancing all right. Their family has that <laughs> war. Their family is a war. You shake your hand with them. <laughs> um, but it's right level midnight is actually shorter than the opening segment, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Forensic Files, which offers a full courtroom drama within from the murder courtroom conviction, is shorter than the opening. It's 30 minutes. Actually, it's 22 minutes. So Forensic Files can get it done in 22 minutes and tell the whole story. When's the last Forensic Files ball shot you've seen, though? Hmm? Well, I saw the one time this woman got killed, and when they exhumed her body, she actually came back and beat up the murderer. And then yeah. she was left doing this at the end. <laughs> but it was her rigor mortis skeleton because she was exhumed there for like five years. Sure, of course. It makes sense. But she still had Con- a yeah. continuity. You got to have continuity, Steve. They were setting up, uh, they were setting up a casket match, buried alive match, uh, you know, for the next day. <laughs> but at least she hit her times on the way out, right. didn't take it home early. <laughs> Uh, but we're taking it home here at 101 uh, breaking it all down you guys uh, for your Smackdown live review Uh, a shockingly shockingly bad show and now you can say the scene work and ring was all right but that don't mean shit to me when you when you completely missed the movie part of this of what it should have been I'm not even going to try and judge it on the same level it's it's kindergarten it's not even it's it's shitting in your hand in preschool and finger painting with it compared to what we could have gotten in a, in a serious apocalypse now level uh, type of pressure and setting. So was not pleased with this show or any other lack of punch-ups to get anything done, but uh, I am pleased with uh, all the Stevie's new reviews. So you guys definitely subscribe to his uh, new Stevie Richards wrestling analysis, YouTube channel. Let's get the numbers up there and as well to his Patreon uh, where he's breaking down everything. So you'll get the snippets, uh, the teasers, and then uh, all of the bullshit trolls with their idiotic feedback. And then you can actually uh, get the masterclass lesson on his Patreon. Uh, but I am telling on you, I'm telling big time about doing pull-ups uh, yeah. with resistance band. 
Well, let's see what's safer, the pull-ups with an unfused spine mm. or claiming that Kenny's okay because he te- chuck, tucked his chin. I can't even say because so yeah. he tucked his chin. And you as a jobber who's probably taking more bumps than Kenny Omega ever will for other people, mm. you don't know how to bump. You're, you know, you know, shit. You you know, know, look at his shoulder. He he dipped the shoulder in, and oh, he, just, that's... He, he dislocated his shoulder like Houdini to protect his neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I man. think I'm going to put up as a YouTube short. You know, do one of those things where you're green screen and the things happening behind you, yeah. and say, um, you know, do you guys think this is safe? You sure about that? <laughs> you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> Voila! And then he'll retweet it and cry about it and fucking. Reference something that nobody I knows. I tried to about. get his number to call him directly because that's how I do it. Yeah, I can get it if you want. Because that's how uh, I want to tell him. Like, if you think like everybody's going to get mad at the previous generation, just like everybody from the previous generation gets mad at the young guys, you know. I, I just, hey, dude wants to make money, and dude's finally making money after so many years. I want that to continue. So that's right. that's the real part about this too. Is like. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to put out like as I said something positive and productive if the if the content spins into something divisive or polarizing that's not because of the way I'm presenting it. No. Nope, not at all. And if he ever needs a uh, donut in the face finish, get a hold of us. Uh it might be a little bit easier uh, than kicking out on everything. Now did you tuck your chin when you took the donut? Yes. Uh, dude, it was instantly blinding. It was a massive, I think he made like a 12 by 12 inch Boston cream pie. Yeah. Dude. And uh, Dimitri, I have processed sugars in my eye. <laughs> and in my nose you and in my fucking ear. Oh, my, uh, my eye, you mom. son of a bitch, man. Oh, oh, my God. That's, I, I, that's got nah. food in it. <laughs> uh, but y'all, uh, man, uh, we'll be breaking all that down. Patreon.com slash Hami Media Group. The conspiracy against me. So many people involved. Everybody is a suspect at this point until we get it all figured out. Uh, even you at home, you might be uh, in on it as well. So get ready. You you might be uh, going to tribal court here soon. <laughs> and so we'll have it all set up in MSG. We'll all have I'm a good to time. Tell you you got to set the ring up first <laughs> if you want to go to court. <laughs> Oh, y'all, oh, man. Uh, thank you guys for subscribing to channelattitude.com. I know we're getting the uh, crossover and the news site coming, so make sure you check your emails uh, to whitelist if we need that or to reset your RSS feed uh, or passwords so you're not missing any of the great shows from Hameen Media Group or Russo's brand as we expand more and more. Uh, all the review shows, uh, we've added a collision show uh, review as well. And a big uh, shout-out to all my staff over there at HMG for towing the lines. There's no way I could get through all this wrestling, or hmm. nor would I want to. Uh, big Stevie Cool, anything else to send them to, man? You good? No, it's good for now. I got the fitness channel as well, if you want to check that out. I've been putting up shorts every day on the road to, road to recovery. That's how Ben got his uh, secret information about my pull-up mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. But if you could, please check out the YouTube channel. Please, uh, the Tiger Driver stuff and everything is up on Russo's channel as well. So, you know, look forward to doing the raw review. We're going to try to do it live. Do it live. Going to try to do it during the review shows, too. I'm trying to add that little segment on to give the premium members a little bit more of a value. Awesome. Awesome, you guys. There's no better place to be if you want the real inside scoop and breakdown than what Stevie's doing now with all this great smart board technology. So, uh, y'all, uh, keep subscribing. Uh, take $5, slap yourself across the face, and test your reflexes. And definitely don't get vaccinated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>